Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. With us, some of our great folks, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck anytime at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in like vets. Well, they are vets. They come in like a team, and they do the job. And uh, they are the number one. Home Team Inspection Service, was it six years in a row? Six six years and one month now in a oh, row. Now in a month, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you can reach, as I mentioned, Chuck Crosby at 499-6360. You can reach Brad Lawler and his team, Home Team, at 844-411-TEAM. There we go. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, and folks. my son Greg is back by popular demand joining us. He's here waiting in the wings. I'm here. Marketing, photography, so much more. Uh, coming up a little later on, du- air duct cleaning. Uh, Brad's got a thought or two on that. Yes, I do. Uh, so let us uh, start with uh, Chuck. We've got questions coming in again. We're doing our COVID show, which means, as we have been now for almost a year, we're doing Zoom. We record it, and you can see it if you want, um, and it's on YouTube. It's that simple. Go to LouisvilleAnswers.com, LouisvilleAnswers.com. And then I'll redirect you to see the video version of this. Okay. So, Chuck, let us start with uh, Jane has a rental home next door. There was a a drug raid on the home. There's a no trespassing sign on the home next to Jane's home. She wants to sell her home, but the no trespassing is going to be a problem for the sale of her home with buyers looking next door and seeing no trespassing. Any way to take that sign down? Um, No. (laughs) Uh, You put up a sign on your property, unless there's something illegal about the sign, uh, it's not coming down without some sort of uh, uh, court uh, court intervention. And I can't even begin to imagine what I would claim. Uh, I mean, what's it look like? Is it like 10 feet tall with neon signs or... Mm -hmm. No, I don't think so, based on the conversation uh, that I had when I got this email. But the impression I've got is that uh, the she didn't put it up. It was the person who owned that home and the yeah. you know, the police or something like that because it was a drug house. So um, she's just concerned. What does she do? So you can't take the sign down because obviously it's private property. Yeah, is yeah, there private property. You, can you petition anybody for for anything at this point? No. No, unless unless it's a nuisance. You know, like I said, if it was 10 feet tall, mm. neon shining in her window, uh, lowering the property values kind of thing. But uh, mm-hmm. well, if, could there be a case made there in that case? I mean, that property values. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if that's an eyesore that's keeping people away, which but, would be driving, you know, I don't know. What's, yeah, but what's that, a nuisance? That, well, because what's an eyesore? D- define eyesore for me. Well, I didn't it's say eyesore, like, nuisance, right? So what's an what's No, no, no. You see, you just use two different terms. Oh, an eyesore that, okay, I'm confusing myself then. I'm just saying, what's a, is it a nuisance that you can claim against? Not an eyesore. Forget that, an eyesore. That's, that's what I was saying. If it's a tall 10-foot uh, neon light uh, item, then it could possibly be a nuisance. But a nuisance is a legal uh, term of art. 
suggesting that uh, them doing something uh, causes diminution in value on your part. Like if they were, like if it was a feedlot next door and there were, you know, gigantic tons of uh, cow manure with flies all over the place. And that's a nuisance. Having a, uh, what I'm envisioning to be a, uh, uh, you know, uh, two foot by one foot red and white sign saying no trespassing. You're not going to get there with that. That's not going to be a legal nuisance. Is it an eyesore? I think flamingos are an eyesore, but I can't go around. <laughs> doing everybody think, that are a- you kidding me? Flamingos, those cute little pink. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, wait, now, could you, could you get an HOA together in this? Yeah. Case? Now, yeah this if, case, there's an, yeah. if there's an HOA. Right. HOAs will frequently have uh, some sort of uh, restriction as to what signs can go up. Um, I, most HOAs in a, in regular homes uh, don't have such a. I, I think you'd be hard pressed. No, and I'm just saying if, if we're just going to the nth, if we're going to the nth degree in saying, oh, is there a resolution for this person to get this done? Could she go round up some neighbors? Oh, and build an and, HOA outlaw those signs and then well, I mean, I'm saying it's a stretch obviously okay well, we got to move on because this is only a 30 minute show and we've already beaten this one to death so yeah i was gonna say it's pretty yeah. obvious yeah <laughs> unless you're brad moving on to a home inspection question there are a lot of problems that any home inspector finds are there a, i'll tell you why i'm asking this in a second are there any of them the more serious ones that need to be addressed as opposed to the ones that are more frivolous. And I know this could take a long time to answer. So just give me a short version. Yeah. So real quickly, any water coming into a house is a, is a key consideration. I don't care where it's coming from, whether it's the roof or whether it's a foundation or even water leaks in the house, water is a, is a problem. Um, any structural cracks, and I'm not talking about the settlement cracks that we can go on for days on that, but if we have, you know, stair step type of cracks, if we have horizontal cracks, those are big, big problems. Um, I would say age age and condition of the equipment, um, HVAC units, um, those are always, you know, question age of the roof is always a, a key consideration. Um, after that, it's, it's really going to be a whole litany of things that are going to cost you, you know, $1,000 or more to uh, repair. But water coming in the house is the biggest concern that, uh, that we have. And the reason I ask that is because there's a new report out that because of COVID and the stress of a lot of homeowners financially, that they're pushing off having repairs done. Mm-hmm. So your report or your discussion right now of water penetration, which could come from any area, I think is pertinent that if you own a home, financial stress uh, because of COVID or losing a job or whatever, uh, be aware and alert to water problems. Any way it work yeah. around that, Brad, that you would... Um, no, I mean a lot of a lot of the repairs. Uh, you know, water coming to house can be you know cost is relatively low to fix. I mean, putting gutter extensions or downspout extensions away from your foundation, you know, that's that's a quick way to get water out of uh, pressing against the basement wall. You know, to calling a roofer. Uh, you know, somebody that'll come out and make a minor repair on a roof. You know, you don't have to replace the roof to correct. You know, a water leak in the roof. Some people mm-hmm. let them go too long because they fear that they're going to put a new roof on. Um, I think some of those things can be handled, you know, by themselves. I think, you know, regular maintenance, uh, you know, of an air conditioning unit, you know, that twice a year, that's going to cost you maybe $120, you know, per visit. Well worth the, uh, well worth the money to keep the equipment maintained and running well. Got it. 
Let me move on back over to Chuck. This uh, there's a bigger story to this, but I'm only going to touch on it for this show. Um, husband and wife getting a divorce. Uh, husband signs a deal with somebody who does rehabbing of homes and the wife doesn't sign it. And now the husband wants to sell the home, uh, signs a contract to list the home and sell it. And the buyer buys it, a buyer buys it, but the wife never signed this initial uh, contract with the first person who wanted to buy and renovate the home. So is there an issue here and how is that handled in your mind? Okay. Well, first off, I'm a little fuzzy on the details at the beginning. Uh, Are both of them on the deed? Both are on the deed. Okay. Both are on the deed and you've got some sort of, and I presume what you're talking about is they're selling the house to a flipper who's going to buy it, fix it up and then sell it for a profit. Right. Uh, If that's the case, uh, if this, if one of the owners doesn't sign off on the contract, well, it's an invalid contract. If one of the owners doesn't sign off on the deed, well, then the deed's not valid. Uh, and when the flipper puts all his money into it and then tries to sell it, uh, he's going to run into a big problem, but it shouldn't even get to that stage. Um, the first thing that we always look for when uh, somebody says, hey, we want to buy the property, here's our contract, is who owns the property. And then we start looking for names on a contract. And if you don't have husband and wife or both owners or or a company, then questions start getting asked. And Bob, could so, that have could that have been like one of those? You said there was it was fuzzy at the beginning because you were saying two contracts. Could that have been yeah. like an agent who was investing money into a rehab? Could have been anybody listing it to try to sell yeah. like all those new yeah. shows. And what, then, what so I, that's what I'm thinking. That was the yeah, layers. What I to normally it. see. What I, what I'm seeing a lot of is you'll get. Uh, they call themselves. Uh, uh, wholesalers, uh, where they will come to you and say, Hey, I'll buy your property for cash. Then they go out and they find somebody to pay them for the house, uh, that they don't own yet. Okay. And they'll either assign their interest in that first contract or they'll do a double closing an A to B, B to C kind of thing. Hmm. Um, and, uh, that's where things start falling apart because a lot of times they don't know to get the spouse or they, you know, just are you the owner? And the guy says, oh, yeah, I'm the owner. Uh, And then, you know, you see those contracts come through and it's like uh, you're missing a few people. Um, And even if they weren't married, even if the spouse wasn't on the deed, it doesn't matter. Uh, And even though they're in the process of a divorce, that doesn't matter because until you are divorced, you are married. And if you are married and you're not on the deed, well, your spouse has that uh, the dower or the curtsy interest uh, uh, given by statute and still ought to be involved in all the contracts because without their signature, it isn't going to go anywhere. Got it. Now, so, if it does go somewhere, somebody made a pretty big mistake. Somewhere along the line, right. Yeah. That would never happen in your location. We know that for sure. Well, yep. You do your due diligence. I got it. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, air duct cleaning. Yes? No? Maybe so? We'll talk about it. Brett's got some thoughts on it. If you want to see what people are saying about us, because we desperately need to list homes. That's the kind of the, the bread and butter for our business, my business. And there, uh, a couple of weeks ago, less past week, there were less than 1,400 homes on the market. So we're looking, if you're thinking you want to list, we now have a reverse contingency uh, that will hopefully guarantee you that you're going to find your next home before you sell. This is a really good 
deal. But see what people are saying about us. Go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. Also, read our reviews, LouisvilleZillow.com. Here with us uh, in the studio, well, on Zoom at least, we've got Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who I'm very proud of, does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And the videos he's producing these days are spectacular. So they're with us, and you can reach me anytime on my cell phone, Bob Sikoler, 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckyana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Shopping for a home? The place to start is Remax Properties East. Experienced, caring, top producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award winning agents at Remax Properties. East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sekoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for the top of the hour. And still with us, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does all of our marketing and photography and so much more, and I'm so proud of him. And you can reach me, Bob Sikoler, anytime, 376-5483. Our thanks to Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank fame, who does a great job on Shark Tank and is also a mentor and a friend. All right, so we are talking about air duct cleaning. Brett, sum it up, air duct cleaning is what, for anybody who doesn't know? Well, that's a 
Great question. What is it? Some yeah. some of the folks out there, there's some companies that want you to, you know, just pay them ninety nine dollars and they'll come out and clean your ducks. Now, basically, that just means they're going to vacuum out your registers. Um, I've not had that personal experience, but I have clients who have experienced that. If ducts are cleaned correctly, okay, this is all of the HVAC, all of your heating, ventilation, air conditioning, duct work. Uh, it's going to be all the ducts. It's going to be the supplies. That's the part that pops out into the rooms. It's going to be inside the cabinet, uh, so it's going to be the coils. It's going to be, you know, any of the uh, the air plenum. It's going to be the blower. All of the the dust, all the particles are are taken off when done correctly. The problem is, is not all of the companies that do duct cleaning are doing it thoroughly. Um, you know, my experience with the good quality companies, and there are many in Louisville, you just check the reviews, you'll find out who they are, but you're probably going to spend, you know, $300, $350 or more to do duct cleaning correctly. Some of the companies will come in and use blowers uh, to loosen the particles up. Um, that's just part of their process, but they don't have strong enough vacuum, so they end up spraying dust out into the rooms, mm. which, of course, they they you know, they say they clean up afterwards, but I've had clients that have had, you know, kind of bad experiences with some companies. It's, you know, it's, they're only as good as the technician, mm -hmm. the equipment and the training that they've received. Do you get it? Do you recommend that folks do it? I recommend that anybody moving into the house, if say you're a non-smoker and you bought the, the home of a smoker, um, yep. which is where I've seen it used very effectively. I've also know of a few companies in town that do a great job um, cleaning out ductwork when mold um, is found in, in the, uh, the air system. Um, I think it can be done effectively. Those are great places for it. Um, if you're if you're servicing your HVAC unit, the technician's probably doing that portion of it. As long as you're changing filters out on a regular basis, um, you're really kind of preventing a lot of the dust from getting in the system anyway. It's captured before it gets there. So I, I think there's probably points in time that it's useful for different situations, but not. Pro it's probably not something you'd, everybody would do every year, I would, would think. I've never done it in my house personally. Got it. And I know Chuck's in a fairly new condo. Greg has a new home. Mine's a number of years old. We did it at your old, we did it at uh, the old uh, Springhurst house. I think uh, so. I yeah. When we, when yeah. we moved out, we got it because we had a bunch of dogs and everything, but we did but, that prepping. But they were, they went in there with like the rotary brush, brushes, big vacuums. I was living there at the time. So I remember seeing them. They, they weren't spraying chemicals. They were literally just going in there right. cleaning and doing a deep clean of the, of the actual fence. Yes. Yeah. That's the way to do it. You got to, you got to be able to break it loose, whether you're using brushes or this process that uses the compressed air. Again, I've seen it used wrong, uh, but you have to mechanically lift that dust or remove it from the surfaces because it's stuck pretty tight to it. Would you recommend someone who buys a new home to have this done as well since there's if, air contaminated? Yeah. If there's been pets in the house and you have allergies, I would definitely recommend it. That's, that's really going to help you from a health standpoint. Interesting. Okay. But ask the questions of the, the company about what their process is going to be. Because again, the, I know a lot of these companies offer a $99 special, but the, you don't get anything for 99 bucks. You know, your house might smell better as they, as they spray some, you know, deodorizer, you know, in a vent, but it's not, not really cleaning out the system. Typically get some Febreze for four ninety nine and spray yeah, well, vents. And, uh, typically what, <laughs> what do they cost to do a good job? What do, what do they well, what I've been told by clients, um, you know, in situations where they've had to clean out nicotine or they've had to clean out mold, you know, allergens, they, they're telling me that it's three hundred to four hundred dollars. I think three fifty is probably kind yeah. of the normal point for the for a an actual full clean. 
Got it. All right. Thanks, Brad, because that was a question that came up. It actually was spurred by an ad that was sent out via email. I'm thinking, well, I don't know that much about it. Let's talk about it. So good. Yeah. All right. Let's go back uh, to uh, Chuck for a question, legal question. So Sarah owns a multifamily home. It's on the market to be sold, yet one of the renters is refusing to have showings and is making it very difficult for Sarah's real estate agent to sell the home, get it shown, let alone sell it. What rights do a renter have and what rights do the owner of a multifamily unit have? Chuck? Okay. Well, uh, with a renter, with a tenant, you're uh, governed in Jefferson County by the Landlord-Tenant uh, Act. And that's pretty specific. If uh, Whether it's in the lease or not, the Landlord-Tenant Act says, give them 48 hours notice and you can go in. Or if it's an emergency, you can go in. If the pipes are freezing and bursting, you can go in. Uh, if the tenant refuses to let you go in, Okay, let's say you give them the 48-hour notice, mm -hmm. and they're sitting at the door with, you know, their Second Amendment rights in their hands and saying, you're not entering. Well, obviously, don't go in. It's just not safe. But then what you immediately do is you turn around and you send them a, a certified letter, of course, saying, uh, hey, you're in violation of the lease in the Landlord-Tenant Act, and you have 14 days to fix it. It's called the 14-day letter. If they uh, fix the issue within 14 days, which is letting you in, uh, then everything's cool. But if they redo it again uh, within uh, six months, then you just send them a notice saying, hey, you're, you're done here. The lease is over. You need to get out. Now, if they don't fix it within the 14 days, if they're still adamant after that, well, then at the 30th day, the lease can be canceled and then you just evict their butts. Okay. So that's if, if they're not fixing, but what if showing Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the, that's the non-compliance. When I say fixing, I mean stopping the non-compliance or, you know, uh, resolving the non-compliance. Okay, so just to reiterate, for Sarah's benefit, the, this particular renter not allowing, wants to take the keys out of the lockbox, says, I've had it, I'm not dealing anymore with it. The, what, does, what does Sarah do with the renter? puts a letter well, you do your 48 hour uh notice if right. they don't allow you to go in at the 48th hour then you do the 14 day notice got it if they fail to comply within the 14 days then at the end of the month the lease is up okay and then you evict them uh but you have to follow a specific procedure uh with the 14 day letter you know it's got to say the right thing it's got to be sent you know you've got to have proof that you've sent it uh don't necessarily have to have proof that it was received oddly that's why i say send it certified mail that way you know whether or not they pick up the certified mail is irrelevant it was offered to them Chuck, can, can I ask a question on that? Because no. the, the thing that we run into at times when we're inspecting uh, these multifamily properties like mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. and there's a there's a 10-day you know inspection contingency on it, but you're saying that they've got 14 days. Hey, that's, now you're, you're, jumping, you're jumping things. The contract is one thing, but the Landlord-Tenant Act says that if a person's in noncompliance with Landlord-Tenant Act contract or with lease, then you have to send them a 14-day letter. That's so, all non-compliance except non-payment. Okay. Non-payment is a seven-day letter. Okay. So I, I guess it kind of goes back though that if yeah. if they if, if they stop us a, at the door and they say you can't mm -hmm. you can't come in, then right. you know which is fine. We're gonna we're gonna honor that. But you know absolutely what what you know okay okay again I don't want to get into the, the into the contracts and the what mm -hmm. ifs, but it just well, seems like that puts the 
everybody in a uh, tough spot. It is because then from what Chuck says, they have to file a 14 day letter, but the contract may only allow for 10 days for inspections, which means everything's got to be. So I guess well, this is, it's all a good point, though, too. But you should, as an agent, hopefully you'll find out way before you start the active yeah. listing. So I know like when I go do photography, we've run into this a couple of times in the years yeah. where I'll go in and I've been in a situation where the, the, the renter has no idea I'm coming. Yeah. And we've, you know, we've communicated with the owner and everybody and they somehow, you know, whatever happens and we get there and it's 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 then it's then that you should do this. Contact an attorney, contact Chuck, find yeah. out what your next step is to make sure you write that letter because don't let it go past that. If they're not letting the photographer in to do listing, right. if there's any chance of that, then right. you know, you're going to have an uphill battle coming. And I, in my experience, generally, you know, when you have a tenant like that, it's not like this is going to be the first thing they do, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I've run into it. And you know, if you can't get in to inspect uh, Brad, well, you know, then you have to go back to the seller and say, Hey, you're not allowing us to, inspect which is going to void the contract um or at least give you the option to void it you can certainly you know take it sight unseen but that'd be silly um but uh that's when buyers sellers start renegotiating chuck just for uh, because we have a lot of renting homeowners rental owners Mm -hmm. uh who listen to us the cost to have an attorney like yourself put together a 14-day letter what are we talking about dollar wise? Just so minimal. minimal. I mean, we're 75 bucks uh, okay. somewhere in that neck of the woods. Okay. Plus uh, what is it? $3 and 65 cents to send out a cert mail. Yeah. So just note anybody who's listening, who's having this problem. And I, you know, on the other side, I, I feel for renters because they're at the mercy of a showing in people walking through their home, but yeah, don't be, don't be a bad landlord. Good. I like, yeah. I like where you're going there, Bob. Don't yeah. be a bad no. landlord that, you know, right. But if sure you communicate and more importantly for the renters, read your lease before mm. you sign it, because it will spell out. I, sp- I suspect that you have to have a 48 hour advance notice. And by the way, Chuck, can that come in the form of an email with a return receipt from the email? You know, I generally don't like that. Um, the statute was written way before emails, and it's, yeah. it defines notice um, as either actual notice or sending something out, uh, cert mail, and that sort of thing. I, you know, it's difficult to prove if you say, yeah, I, I taped a note to the door. Um, how do you prove that? So um, what do you, what however, do you suggest for a, for a show in cert mail? But wait, for uh, showing, mm-hmm. if if a, of a, a, an agent who has a house listed, mm-hmm. uh, a, a oh, I see family, saying, and how do you renter. give them the 48-hour notice? Right, exactly. I, if, if you think you have an issue, like with this deal, always tape it to the door, send an email, call them, do whatever. Okay. But also, send it cert mail. But for the showing, because this could be on a regular basis, yeah. it seems like a certified email, yeah. or not a certified, but that's when email. you have a problem, Bob. That's when I you have got a it. problem. Got it. If, got if it. you don't have a problem, just give them a call. Give them a call. Say, hey, we've got a showing coming up. Got it. Uh, and if they then say, oh, no, you can't come in, well, that's when you start, you know, playing by, uh, you know, the letter of the law. The uh, but if, you're, if your tenants are, you know, decent tenants, well, shoot, just call them, send them an email, do whatever it is you normally do. All right. Uh, finally, Excuse me. Finally, we want to wrap things up with something that we've talked about a number of months ago. We're going to talk about it more. A number of weeks ago, I put some calls in and 
sellers who were thinking about selling, but on hold because they couldn't find another house. I reminded them of something that we started doing, and I think Brad, Chuck, Craig, you've heard this, the reverse contingency. And this is where we're able to, let's say Chuck is selling his condo and it's listed for 400000 Brad wants to buy it. He sends an offer through the agents of 400000 Chuck then counters back and says, I'll accept the four hundred, but it's contingent on the seller, me, Chuck, uh, being able to find another house within 10, 15, 20 days. And then it doesn't become a valid contract until I release this contingency. There's a little more legalese in this, but that's the basic premise. And what when I explained this to our potential sellers, they said, you know, we never thought of that. And so I have a scheduled call back with both of these people independently in the next week or two. They're probably going to put their homes on the market using this reverse contingency. Any quick thoughts about the, from the two of you or three of you on a reverse contingency? Sounds like something whose time has come with the market that we have here. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah. nothing crazy. We, we, we had seen it. It just wasn't widely accepted because like you said, Chuck, it's the balance of the market. If you've got, yeah. if you've got a firm buyer's market, well, yeah. then, well, then screw that. Things, things are moving. <laughs> yeah. There's inventory. You don't, yeah. you don't have right. to worry. But if it's a firm, it's low inventory. Well, it's needed. Like you said, it's just yeah. kind of one of those things where people weren't thinking about it and you got to use your brain. There's so few homes on the market now that buyers will actually do that because there's a good chance, at least a 50-50 chance that the seller's going to find a home. Chuck's going to find his next home and then everything moves forward. So it just agents, if you are listening and you're not part of our team, and by the way, we're looking for agents, call me. I'll give you the scoop on the reverse contingency. Our thanks to our buddies Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. You can reach them at 844-411-TEAM. My son Greg does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And you can reach me, Bob Sekoler, 376-5483. We're out of time. We'll see you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.